Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Three, two, hello everybody and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this thing, Billy DeVore. And sitting next to me is... Chris Weir. Hey, we're back for week three, full of rain and fillies and some sunshine. Not much. Yeah, I got some sunshine though. I got a little burnt over oh, the weekend. Yeah? It's pretty good. Chilling, you... on the, chilling on the deck. Oh, your thick deck? <laughs> yeah, my real thick deck. <laughs> yeah. Did you figure out those kid measurements yet? Uh, no, not yet. It's going to be a work in progress. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. if you need a helping hand. I got plenty. Would love to. Tiny little hands. Got plenty of them there. <laughs> No, thank you. Got him in my cage out there. <laughs> so, uh, and then this week I wanted to uh, incorporate the blinds this way that we put in. They're over there. So now you get to see it. You get to see get to see my work. It's very exciting stuff. Very pretty. Thank you. Uh, very proud of it. So yeah, what you enjoyed your your nice hot deck. Yeah, it was uh, Easter over the weekend, so whenever you're watching this, that's what uh, just recently happened. And then uh, we had people over for the first time, like, uh, to really be able to properly wine and dine a little bit because we uh, recently moved and just kind of had some rinky-dinky furniture yeah. for a bit. So it was always a little cumbersome having more than a few people over. Sure. But it was a success. Yes. People had a good time, uh, a lot of day drinking and sun in the face. It was, it was good. Oh, that's nice. Did you make a ham? No, but our next door neighbors, who also uh, my wife's uh, aunt and uncle, and a uh, little cousin over there, they make food a lot, and that's where we ate. Oh, smart. Yeah. So then you you had the double dip. You know, hey, come over, check out the couch, check out my hot, cool deck. Yeah. And then move over for dinner. That way you get out of dishes. Yeah, that was very helpful. A lot of disposable stuff. Uh, so we did like kind of like a brunch thing Ooh. over on our side. So a lot of quiches, mm. uh, sausages, beers, uh, and then went next door and just got it. So I was just full the entire day. <laughs> it was pretty good. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Being full and drinking an entire day is like, there's nothing better than it. Yeah. You've got, you've got carbs over here that you can drink and then carbs over here that you've ate. <laughs> it's a yin and yang situation. <laughs> More yin and yin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it's the same thing going in there, and it's so nice. Oh man, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. What about you? I think uh, you were out and about doing some stuff. I was. Um, Friday, we went to a fish fry together. Mm. Um, we we did cause a little bit of a ruckus. Yeah, we were the only ones applauding when they called our name. Uh, it was like a like a kind of like an old fish fry. Whatever you think about a fish fry, you're imagining the perfect thing. Yeah, uh, a lot of old people. It smelled like cigarettes. Uh, you know, kids roaming around, older people. Yeah, it, it was great. Food was amazing. It was spectacular. It was at a Rock Flag and Eagles Club. Yeah, <laughs> which is so fun. Uh, they did have split the pot. Which was awesome. Did we win? No, but we played. We contributed a lot. A, a lot. Uh, we 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 got cheap drinks uh-huh. quickly. Yeah, it was crazy. John Holmes had nine beers in less than an hour. Did you notice that? 
No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was sucking them down. Yeah, I was like, didn't we just get a bucket of beer? Uh, no, John got a bucket of beer, and it's gone. <laughs> and then we had beers. No, I had gin and tonics, because I, uh, I got the ingredients to make Negronis at home. And by the end of the weekend, all of those ingredients were gone. Oh, dang. Yeah. Pretty nice. Oh, it was really nice. It's been a minute since I've had uh, one of those cocktails. Mm. When you have them at home, they're, you go out and you're like, man, it's such a good idea to just have this stuff at home. And then you have them at home and you're like, I can make this all the time. I can get sloppy right away. Right away. <laughs> yeah. And instead of paying nine, ten bucks a cocktail, next thing you know, you have drank that is pretty all good. the ingredients. That's um, that's a nice thing to start off with a cocktail before you go out like that. I kind of got in the habit of making uh, white Russians for a little bit. Oh, yeah, dude, I know. It's just like you're drinking oh. like a, a, a alcohol milkshake. Oh god, and you can really make it thick. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I can't do like all that dairy. I know, I know, but I liked it. I really did. You can really like throw in some nice, uh, a fair amount of vodka and cut it with that Kahlua. Yeah. And if you had like a little bit of like a flavor vodka, sure, it's pretty nice. And that milk just seemed to like smooth that's, out the edges. Oh, that's the thing. <laughs> milk. Oh, milk yeah. with ice. Yeah, I know, oh. right? You wouldn't think. <laughs> That sounds like Squirt City, dude. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> you are paying for it pretty quickly afterwards. Yeah, it can't be too far away from the bathroom. No, and then you're adding more booze on top of it, so it's just curdling in your stomach. And you're rushing to the bathroom. Huh? Hey, come on. <laughs> Call it the weird cottage cheese. Mm. Whole milk. Whole milk, a whole lot of problems. Oh, yeah. Man, I can't see. I, I don't even, I think I might have had one white, white Russian in my days. Yeah. But I can't, I can't place it. Like anytime I see dairy, mm -hmm. like, if you're not a fan of having uh, dairy in a cocktail, it's, it's definitely not for you. But it's no. more of like uh, a seasonal, like winter drink. Okay, that's what I feel. I mostly associate it with uh, like uh, Christmas time. Sure, you know, you're wearing a robe, trying yeah. to relax, and just drinking hard liquor. Uh, so yeah, White Russians. It's more of a, a seasonal winter <laughs> I situation. Am, I am just imagining <laughs> you on your back deck. In your robe, open, yeah, wide open. It's like August, and you just have a white Russian, and I'm watching it sweat on the outside. He's like, mm, yeah, this was a good idea. Just chugging it down, putting your finger, like wiping sweat off your brow, and putting your finger in to mix it. But eventually, not really mixing it. I'm just doing like more of the mouth mix. I'm putting vodka in one, chugging milk in the other, and then it's got a rim of like Hershey's chocolate on the top. Someone's licking it. Shoot it back. The neighbors have called the police. <laughs> yeah. All the animals have scattered. The kids are upset. The kids are very upset. They're so mad. Yeah. They're just locked in on the deck. Yeah. Neighbors next door is like, hello, yeah, my neighbor, he's stirring a white Russian. Yes, with, with his dick. <laughs> I was going to say with a gun. <laughs> with his gun, yeah, yeah. Stir oh. Yeah. <laughs> we just stir it with a gun in there, just going mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. I think one went off. Got, a, got one of the kids. Uh... God, oh, I, I don't know. Oh, I will try it. Okay. How about that? Well, you got to come over, bring a robe, we'll make it happen. Okay, I'm a big robe guy. <laughs> I'm a huge robe guy. Yeah, I imagine you wearing big robes. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Sorry. They drag behind yeah. me. I'm very majestic. You're like a Matrix robe. <laughs> like a Morpheus walking around. Yeah. It's just all, it's yeah. black leather. <laughs> it's like it's miserably hot. <laughs> totally uncomfortable. And just drinking a white Russian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweating into it. Oh man! I uh, speaking of uh, well, drinks in general went to the FCC match on Saturday. Tell me about it. There's they still haven't lost. I'm not going to say they're undefeated because they've tied, mm. but they haven't lost. And 
They have this thing called Das Boot. It is a 22 ounce beer boot. You get there for happy hour, which is any time before the kickoff. Great. 16 bucks. You get the big boot and the beers in there. Is it 24 ounce? 22. 22. Almost. Okay. Almost two beers. Refilling it during happy hour was uh, eight bucks. Refilling it after the happy hour, 10 bucks. That's amazing. It's yeah, great you, prices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For a stadium. And just, did I have a couple Negronis before I left? Absolutely, mm -hmm. they were here. And then I just went to town <laughs> on those. And I remember all of the game, but I took my boot to the pitch next door and yeah. I just kept asking them to fill it up. Oh, yeah, that kind of drunk. They did not like that. <laughs> that was an outside uh, container. Nope. We are not filling that. That's awesome. The souvenir and you're probably like double booting oh, eventually. Dude. Boot, scoot, and boogie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was great. And then These boots are it. made for stumbling. <laughs> they are definitely not made for walking mm -hmm. in a straight line. <laughs> but it was great. Um, and then uh, Sunday was just couch. Yeah. Reds game nap. Mm hmm. South Park. Oh, I haven't uh, watched any of the new South Park. It's we, been a minute. We went back. We went yeah. to season, I think season eight. Mm hmm. Oh. Great season. Nice. What year was that, you think? I'm trying to remember how long. Oh, four? Oh, oh, it's great. Classic. Classic. That's in that, that sweet spot. Mm -hmm. So it was real nice. It was a great weekend. And um, yeah, went to the Reds game on do, 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 Tuesday night. Yeah. So yeah, so I got to see him before they left. Cool. And did 321 Tuesday. 321. Oh, yeah. The uh, $3 beers. Yeah. $2 dogs. $1 ice cream cup. <laughs> what a deal. Here's the trick. Cubs are in town, so tickets a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. Get your Phyoptics tickets. They're 20 bucks, but there's a $9 voucher on there. Okay. Two beers, two hot dogs, $21.40 with my ticket. Wow. Get a hold of those 321 Tuesdays. <laughs> That's making it happen. Great it's, job. It's a move. To, you can get Budweiser, Bud Light, or Bush Light. Oh, baby. And I got Bud Heavy, because I'm a heavy boy. Mm -hmm. So that's what you got to do. Baseball game, throw them back. Throw them back to Bud Heavies. Bud Diesels. Bud Diesels. <laughs> um, well, there's somebody in Milwaukee who might or might not have had one or two too many Bud Heavies. I think I know who you're talking about. That I would really like to talk about. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to, when I make the clip, I will drop this in. Okay, so there is a guy, opening day Milwaukee. <laughs> I love that you just call him a guy. Yeah. He's, he's much more than a guy. He's an icon. He's an icon. Yeah. The guy is honestly a hero at this point. Uh, person, he's got to be a local legend. Yeah, probably. He's going to have one of those uh, the city logos that they have, those uh, jerseys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the City Connect. City Connect. That's what I was thinking of. He's yeah. going to be the next one. Call just, just arch pissing, just like the, <laughs> you know, across one of the sides of the jersey. Just like those things in the back of trucks that they have, the pissing on Calvin <laughs> thing. Calvin? It's his just... name might be Calvin. If his name is Calvin, oh my God. <laughs> what if it's Calvin pissing on him while he's also <laughs> pissing on Calvin? That is so meta for people that would have no idea what that word is. No clue. Yeah. What are you talking about, Calvin? Uh, so there's this guy, there's two angles of him in Milwaukee, and it's just in the middle of the concourse. Hangs hog and just starts <laughs> going to town, peeing everywhere. 
Yeah, this is around. There's tons of people around him. Like, there's a bunch of people walking around, you know, just buying snacks and stuff, beer vendors, and this guy is full on urinating everywhere. Yeah. You know, kind of like his eyes almost glaze back a little bit, knowing what he's doing, but also completely not there at the same time. <laughs> yeah. He's having the best time and then is going to have the worst time. Yeah. Because uh, there were two angles. The one that's my favorite is the head on shot. <laughs> <laughs> head on head. Yeah. <laughs> and he has built a piss moat around himself. <laughs> Just like enough. I mean, you could probably fill a couple crocs in there. Oh, yeah. He's defending the castle. You could definitely take some of those like little ketchup squirter like packets thing and have them like float around. Like, like little <laughs> tiny boats. Like he definitely had a fair amount of liquid around him. Oh, enough that you're like, I think that he had maybe <laughs> 18 to 20 beers that day. Yes, I understand why he didn't make it to the bathroom. That was a lot of piss. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of piss, and he couldn't keep it all together. So it was just like, here's an opening. Yeah. Here goes my No key. one's in this line. <laughs> <laughs> no one's in this line. Oh, dude, is this the family restroom? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the family one. <laughs> and it was, I mean, if you made me guess, that's probably, what, two feet of piss between ar around this dude. Yeah. And he is just turning and peeing. But the, the real hero of the story is the security guard, mm -hmm. who is then going over to tap him and stop him. Yeah. But then the guy starts to turn towards him, hog out, hog wild, getting ready to just unload on him. And then the security guard backs up, puts both hands up, and just starts scooting back, just like, no, oh, thank you. That was sort of like the opening scene from Animal House. We're like, sure, come on in. It's like, this goes like piss around his slacks. But yeah, and then there was another like a vendor that went to walk up. It was like, yeah, you know, it's like just completely like, yeah, you know, he's just pissing. That's yeah, fine. This is fine. It's Milwaukee. Yeah. This is American life field. This is normal. It should have been more normal if it was still Miller Park, but I digress. But the security guard's just like, nope, not touching him, waiting for him to tire out, because you don't want to be the guy at work who is known to be pissed on. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to take that. No, documented. You're not living that down. Hey, there's Jerry. You got pissed on this season. Yeah, well, what's the best thing that's going to happen from you stopping him? Like, it's already all out. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not going to win an extra, you know, award for that. No. Instead of a purple heart, a yellow heart. A yellow know. heart. Oh, he's, you've been wounded. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, here's my thing. I, I would like to know what has happened to this fellow. I haven't uh -huh. heard anything. But also that he, I would have to assume, hog out, just wiggling around, then just goes back to his seat and sits down. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when you arrest him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He seemed to be absolutely having a great time and that he seemed to be thriving yeah. in his own lane. Um, hopefully, I'm sure hopefully a lot of people probably, you know, bailed him out because, I mean, that's got to be uh, a slew of charges that are going to have to come oh from that. Public indecency. Uh, intoxication. I'm yeah. not sure if there's anything for urinating uh, in public like that, like sure. actually on private property. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure there's a few things, and it's probably going to be a while before he gets to go back to the ballpark. They said, so I was talking to a friend, Eric Wheelow, who hosts a podcast called Drink Wisconsibly. that's coming oh, out. Okay. He's a very funny comic. He lives in L.A., but he's from Milwaukee. He said that that guy's only going to be banned for a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, he'll be able to come back. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. So it what you do once a year, you just piss in the concourse. 
and then just have to wait another 365 to go back to a game. I was going to wonder if it was like a season or like calendar year. Because like, I mean, if it was just like for a season, you should have done it at the end of the year. I you know, Then you could have had a much shorter duration where you could have been back. But yeah, that really does not seem like a lot. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Because I think that guy who got tackled in L.A. doing the proposal, he only got a year. Yeah. Huh. So I, their, their guess is a year. But I, I think there might be a little bit of difference between going out on the field and proposing than um, peeing everywhere. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I would definitely much rather have the proposal guy back before I'd have the guy that's just <laughs> whipping it out wherever and just urinating yeah. uh, all, all right next to the mustard stands. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, I give credit to the Milwaukee, uh, the the workers there, because they seemed to be as totally unfazed. I mean, they yeah. kind of were just like, yeah, 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 okay. it'll happen. Well, this is this is the same ballpark that has beer vendors going up and down the aisles with Long Island iced teas. Oh, really? You can get $10 Long Island iced teas just brought to you in a beer bucket. Someone hands it to you like, here you go. What'd you so, think was going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think was going to happen when you give people blackout fuel? He should, he should sue them. <laughs> <laughs> they made up. They, I was overserved. Yeah. I ruined my good shoes. <laughs> this used to be a cream-colored jersey. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny if someone was just like saw that happening and then just went over to the side and grabbed one of those like caution wet wet floor signs <laughs> and then just put it out next to him. That's so much better than I thought. I thought you were gonna say grab a cup and put it under <laughs> as he's peeing. <laughs> try to get him to drink it later. Oh yeah, just like oh hold then on. He would have been a hero. Yeah, he would have truly. And he's like, we need to have you back here next no. week. <laughs> You're not banned. You're promoted. Yeah, attendance is up. They love you. It's not like that whatever freeze guy that they have like run and chase the people. It's just like yeah. them running behind them, like pissing on the back of their their legs. You get a three piss head start. <laughs> yeah. Then then you can catch up. Yeah, he'll just stumbles towards you. Try, try to wet your socks. Yeah. <laughs> now now the sixth inning is going to be called fill the bucket <laughs> with this guy. And he has to be just as drunk every time. Mm -hmm. He probably played our drinking game we were talking about. He probably did. Mm -hmm. He was doing it in Bernie Chalet. Bernie Chalet? Yeah, you know where the Bernie, he has, so there's like in Milwaukee, there's the house yeah. with the slide that goes, that he goes uh, down. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called Bernie Chalet. I did not know that. That is correct. Now I you learned do. something. You did. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, our drinking game. So we got some decent responses. Yeah. Uh, one person on TikTok just said no. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a couple questions. Um, the big one is penalties. Yes. Okay. Someone mentioned maybe doing a shot. Yeah, that could be because uh, how frequently does a penalty happen now where someone, like either a pitcher or a batter, has to incur a striker ball. I mean, that happens, what, maybe once a game? Sure, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's feasible. But that is, like, oh. It's wicked. You always got to have one. Or maybe it's just like you kill the beer. Kill maybe, the beer is a good call. Because I think, like, what, maybe like you have to take a drink every, like, 15, 20 seconds, whatever it is. I think maybe with the pitcher. When the pitcher is ready, maybe it's, like, more of a defense issue. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Sure. But uh, when the pitcher sets, then maybe you can have a drink. There could be some other rules. Potentially, like, if they get a hit, you got to keep drinking till 
you yeah. know, they stop in the base path. Sure. But yeah. And then maybe if they have, you know, uh, get called for a penalty, maybe you do have to chug the beer. I, yeah. And you should also have a backup beer on hand anyway, mm -hmm. just in case, because you got to keep going. Absolutely. So that's a good one. You could also, I'm not saying I would do this. Okay. But throwing it out there, if you are in a ballpark mm -hmm. and you need a shot, you maybe got some thick socks on. Get a little one of them airplane bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, fireball. I'm not saying you I sh you should do this. Mm -mm. I'm saying you could. Right. And then that is where the penalty comes in. Yeah, or plastic flasks that fit very well inside a breast pocket. <laughs> that's not something you should do, but it, no. that's just something that comes to mind. It is something that very much comes to mind that is feasible but not recommended. Correct. That could be the other move. Or they have to switch... They could also switch to a mixed drink, mm. like a Jack and Coke situation. Yeah, you have to like up the ante. Okay. Say that's the penalty where it's like, oh, your next beer. So say you start with a Mick Ultra, your next beer could be just like a Bud Heavy. You fuck up again. It's like, oh, you have to drink an IPA now. You gotta do like complete the cycle. You gotta do something like that, where Ooh. you can switch beers. Maybe you go from beer. To then maybe go to like a craft beer, mixed mm -hmm. drink. Uh, maybe if they have a relief pitcher come in, something like that. You got to switch it up too. You know, calling old lefty. You, <laughs> you got to pull like maybe have a boiler maker. I don't know. Ooh, I like this. Yeah. I like this a lot. Man, if only we could get a beer to sponsor this, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll yeah. have to figure that out. Who knows? Maybe someone will make a make a light, easy drinking pilsner that would possibly sponsor this segment. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll think about it. I might know a few people. I might know somebody. Yeah, yeah maybe. Out there. We'll see what happens. But yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a good direction is either upping it or, yeah. Because someone said, well, aren't you just both drinking the same amount? It's like, well, I think once we know this is a longevity situation. Yeah. Too, where like someone eventually can't hang mm -hmm. and that's when they lose. But then what do they lose when they lose? Is pride? Yeah, I don't know. It could just be something fun just to pass the time, you know? Yeah. It is a pastime. It is a pastime with pastime. Yeah, we'll add more to it. If you have uh, any suggestions about how to make this more of a, a, a game that can be played against one another, feel please. free to hit us up. Please, let us uh, let us know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> I'm just, I had an awful burp, and I'm just drinking water. Jesus Christ. Um, this is uh, this is a plug time. Go, um... Uh, InTheClutch.com now has Savannah Bananas stuff. Licensed Savannah Bananas. InTheClutch.com. All caps. The new Nasty Boys get 10% off. Check it out. Speaking of checking it out. Uh, the Reds are at 500 at this moment. We're yeah. recording Monday before the game that starts in a little bit. I already got my bets in. The Reds are 500. They aren't a losing team. Mm -mm. They aren't a winning team. Average, baby. And they're exciting. They're exciting. <clears throat> I've had some really good times watching them. Even the ones where, you know, there were some upsetting losses. It was still uh, enjoyable throughout most of that game to see, like, some actual serious competitive play. Yeah. Like, we'll start uh, Monday night when we were recording last week. They came back to win 6-7. to seven. They were down. Uh, they were down. Doo-doo. Hold on a second. Yeah, they were down 6 to start the bottom of, sorry, to start the bottom of the fifth. <laughs> and then put up a three spot and came back and, and whooped some ass there. How nice was that to see? That was super fun. And yeah, Connor Overton didn't have a great start. Fordings pitched. He had eight hits, five earned runs, one walk, five Ks, and gave up a dinger. 
which was not fun. He gave that sucker up to, um, oh, wait. Yeah, I'm trying to read it here. Oh, God, the guy, the highest baseball player of all time, Cody Bellinger. Hmm. So, uh, kind of a bummer, but then the bullpen came in. Uh, Ian Jabot shut it down. Alex Young shut it down. Fernando Cruz. Ian Gabolt gave up his first run of the season, but uh, but then you've got Alex Young, Fernando Cruz, uh, Rivera, San Martin, Buck, Buck Farmer, <laughs> Derek Law. Fucking slammed the door shut. Yeah, he's looking good. He's looking really good, and uh, Alex Young is like our only lefty. Which is very surprising. It's super surprising. Um, and for your red legs, Spencer Steer with a double, TJ Friel with a triple, and Jason Vossler. The Jason Vossler experiences continue. Hits a dinger. Um, but, and then you followed it up with Wednesday. They got smoked 12 to 5. And in that case, Luis Sesa, five and a third, four hits, two earned runs, three walks, two Ks. It's pretty good from your fifth starter. That's one of the games that comes to mind when I'm thinking about like the past week of baseball that they had. Because up until that point, they were playing very hard, very well. Even like the you know some people that weren't bringing say a bat, you know, to the game, they were making some nice defensive plays. And Sesa uh, was looking so uh, in the zone mm-hmm. when he was uh, up on the mound. So that was a really enjoyable <laughs> game. Up until it was not. not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the bullpen just fell apart. Um, Buck Farmer fell apart. San Martin. Joe Kunal, who got sent back down to AAA. And Fernando Cruz um, all gave up runs. I mean, you've got your bullpen giving up six, seven, eight runs. Mm. You don't win baseball games doing that. How many walks do they have? Because I think they had like a fair amount. Like just coming in there and just immediately getting behind batters. Six walks. The whole yeah. game for for Sesa and the Sesa and the relievers. What a great band name, <laughs> Sesa and the relievers. I like that. But the offense just went off, and my whole thing with that was they hadn't had an off day mm. since Friday, and the pen had to be had to go out and do do some damage control, mm-hmm. and they just wore out. Yeah, it all uh, kind of discombobulated there. But uh, even in that game, there was a lot of uh, fun, exciting things for about five innings there. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was a fun, like, like uh, one and one-third of a game. Yeah. So it was uh, it was good. But then, and then the Reds went on the road. They started their first road trip of the season, got got uh, got ousted by the Phillies in the first game. They lost 5-2 to two, uh, because we didn't get to have Wednesday. We didn't get to have Thursday. Both rained out. The biggest problem with the Wednesday rain out was going to be awesome. Hunter Green versus uh, uh, Marcus Stroman. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have been a great pitching matchup. Mm-hmm. Instead, we have rain, and they don't play each other again at Great American Ballpark until September. That's quite a long drought there. Yeah. It's too long. So you have two series at home, two series away now in your division. Like, I mean... What do you think of that, just with everybody playing everybody? Well, I mean, it's kind of unusual that they're not going to be back there. It seems like such a long time. But quite honestly, whatever. I'd, I'd rather not have Cubs fans like back at Great American <laughs> Ballpark. Or, you know, so I'm fine with it. It just seems to just one of those odd things. But 
Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Does, does it bother you at all? But not, I mean, not really. It's just you think it would be a little bit sooner because those mm. are going to be two very different teams by September. Oh, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they uh, <laughs> play uh, after they've had like such a long gap between it, you know, starting and then trying to figure out like who they are. Yeah. Uh, so, and especially with the Reds just being uh, – you, you, no idea what team they're going to be. No clue. Yeah. So, I mean, that's way after the trade deadline, and who's, who knows what happens and who gets moved. So it's a, it's definitely a bummer that it's that far apart. How can you even say you play in the same division when you don't play them again at home until late September? It's like Labor Day weekend. Yeah. How many more series do we have against them? Is this all at Chicago? Well, we got two more, two at Chicago than two here. So the next one's in May. So like the middle of May at Wrigley. Yeah, it's pretty unusual. Yeah, so you've only got six. You've only played your, the teams in your division 12 times. Yeah, that's pretty weird. It's really weird. <laughs> I don't know what it's else really to weird. say about that. No, yeah. no, I get it. No, I'm with you. There isn't yeah. a whole lot. Just It's like, it's weird. Okay. Yeah, you'd like to see some more uh, competition with the people that uh, supposedly, you know, in your division that you're going well, against. But yeah. guess not. I guess we got to play some other uh, other teams. I mean, it's just becoming the – it's eventually just going to become regional in the NBA. and. Mm-hmm. It won't matter, National League, American League. Like, eventually it won't, which, like, is fine if the rules are all the same. I mean, the history's there, but it's just the way the sport's moving. Yeah, it could be exciting. It could be a much better way to generate some more interest and, you know, grow and cultivate some more fans. Yeah. And then the Reds got smoked. I mean, they, it's okay. Five to two, not smoked. It just wasn't good because Hunter Green wasn't good again. Yeah, um, that was not an enjoyable thing, especially to come off his first start where he just really blew up his pitching count right away. But he's thrown heat, looking decent for you know an opening start, and then it seemed to not get any better to the second start. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot to do, you think, with getting behind in counts, not being able to like control the strike zone. And, you know, like we were talking about, you know, off airs is he only has seemingly the two pitches that uh, is on the table for him. Yeah. And when one's not there, you know, people doesn't matter if you throw a hundred mile per hour fastball, major leaguers can yeah. sit back on that. Yeah, they'll figure it out the second time through. Yeah. So if you don't have much of a pitch mix and the only thing you're going for is strikeouts then what are what what is your game plan? Because I was looking at it, and when he was starting to fall behind, I think he threw yeah he threw at one point twenty fastballs in a row. Yeah, it just you know screams of somebody not confident in their stuff. No, and it's not unusual at all for somebody to be throwing hundred miles an hour now. And you look at other you know the other like Ashcraft, Lodolo, they're not you know they can hit hundred, but they're being very successful, being in the mid high nineties. Uh, just with mixing it up and having movement. Exactly. I mean, having. I mean, his slider is is good. When it's when his slider is good, it's a plus slider. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have any command over it, and then you don't have command over your fastball, you're going to continue to fall behind. Your pitches are going to r- go up, and that's why it's even more important that he needs to figure out. Oh, hit to my mic. There needs. It's even more important why he needs to figure out his changeup. Yeah, it seems so bizarre how you can be, and this is me sitting down here being a, a fat dude in his mid-30s. It just right. seems a little bizarre to be a professional major league pitcher. Granted, he can throw 100. Correct. But only having two pitches seems to be like something a little strange. Like I feel like in high school, at least in development, you're probably, or at least I imagine you should be learning a changeup alongside of a fastball. It's just one and the same thing. They, they go hand in hand with improving each other and having you know uh, your breaking pitches. Yeah. It just seems a little strange that they're not able to 
have the confidence in more than two pitches at this point in their career. I agree. He, she, and then like I understand it. He's a kid. Mm-hmm. He's twenty-two. I'm looking at pitch list right now to figure out um, what exactly his 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 mix up was for the whole thing. It's it's like pitcher list. Here we go. Um, so even if like he just threw, see if it's not a, a confident pitch, whatever it is, you know, say it's a changeup. Even if he just throws that five percent of the time, it's still something else that these batters have to keep in the very back of their mind yep. when they're also looking at one hundred and one and a really nice slider. Yeah, just having that little bit of you know differentiation between you know how you're approaching inning to inning, I just think will have a you know big results and it's it's at least curious as to why. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, one percent. One percent of the time, he's used his changeup. <clears throat> so, what would you do uh, being a hitter in these situations? You're just going to sit fastball the whole time, yeah, and wait for him to you know cruise you one. If anything, you're going to you know have him eat up you know a bunch of pitches. <clears throat> so, right. yeah. So he just needs to get that figured out sooner than later, or else you're just like you can't. You- <laughs> You can't say like, yeah, if he's just going to throw a fastball slider, then you got to make him an elite closer. No, he has the the ability, and the ceiling is far too high to not figure it out. And I was hoping that this would be the year that he would take that step forward. We know you can throw it fast. You're going to throw mm. it fast forever. You got clean mechanics. You got TJ out of the way once. You're gonna you're gonna be fine. Yeah, seeing 102 or 103 light up, you know, on a pitch clock there. That's not nearly as exciting as seeing somebody go into the eighth inning as a starter. Yeah, like Nick Lodolo's been doing. Yeah, and Graham Ashcraft. I'm I'm with you. So, um, but and 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 it's not. They touched up Zach Wheeler a little bit too. You know, five and a third, five hits, two earned run, three walks, five Ks. I mean, like. You can get that guy. You know, he's only a Cy Young finalist last year. Yeah. That's that's saying something. This offense is saying something. I thought that this would be a sh- a huge weak point for them this season, but it hasn't been. They've been doing some, in addition to doing what we kind of anticipated, there being a lot of push towards small ball uh, with this team stringing together hits, you know, uh, moving people over, getting bunts down, things like that. They also are throwing some pop in the bat. Yeah. I mean, DJ Friel has been... Uh, a revelation this year. Yeah, uh, we'll get to him in a little bit later, but in, uh, in a lot of these guys and highlighting that. But it's it's surprising to see India bounce. It's okay, not surprising to see India bounce back. But all of the things that we needed to happen mm-hmm. have happened for this offense to click and for them to score runs. And uh, and this is just and it's and it's not even like they're at their full potential. No, we still have some. Uh People on the injured list are going to be coming back here. They'll hopefully be adding a lot more, and we anticipate yeah. them doing a lot of good things once they get back into the uh, lineup here. So, yeah, it's uh, great to see that they've come together so well, being a young team and unfamiliar with playing with each other, you know, uh, playing some good ball lately, and they still have some other people that, you know, have some more veteran leadership and yeah. skills to add to the mix there. 100%. And they should have won that game on Saturday. Yeah, it was upsetting to see that. Um, they had Diaz try to go uh, two innings there. Closing it out. Uh, didn't work out. Um, I know you probably have some thoughts on that. Yeah. Why the fuck does David Bell keep doing this? <laughs> Seriously. He didn't learn his lesson with Rizel Iglesias? Do you think it's more of like a, a mental thing with how they prepare? It, like they're going in one inning and that's just kind of like the duration of what they're just 
you know, uh, building themselves, you know, for like that's like their job is just one ending, and then after that, it's just kind of like this unfamiliar territory. Yeah, I think that could be it. Combined with um, the guy's twenty three years old. Mm -hmm. The guy is going to be an elite closer in this sport, just like his brother. The problem is this guy doesn't know how to get a six inning save yet. Mm -hmm. He hasn't an on the road in Philly, not an easy place to pitch. No. And then he's just like throwing him out to the wolves, like, yeah, he's our best shot. No. Reverse what the fuck you did. Ian Gabolt or Jabot, sorry, should have been the setup. And then you have Diaz be the closer. You don't need to push him for six outs. I know he hadn't pitched in six days, mm. but there was no need for that. I was trying I'm trying to remember here. Uh when Diaz came in, was he was he facing one, two, three? Starting off, I think it was the top of the lineup. Perhaps. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get behind why David Bell felt the need to do that. If he felt like, okay, he's my best option to get the heart of their order out. And if he felt like, hey, I, you know, have confidence in that he can go, you know, get me six outs. But, yeah, that's uh, one of those things, like, it makes you think it's like, oh, is somebody, you know, have a arm not feeling right? Like, what's going on here? Because it just makes you uh, concerned when they're not going about things uh, in a fashion that you think they will. Well, the thing is, is that David has always been and has always said, I need a guy. I don't need a closer. I need a high leverage situation guy. And sometimes that high leverage means being in the eighth. And throwing your closer and ending early because the situation, the, the leverage is higher there. You may be seeing a better part of the lineup. So I think you are right with it being the top of the lineup again. But that doesn't change the fact that this is a repeated thing that David Bell has done. Mm. And the fact that this strategy that he thinks is going to work has not worked out. He did it with Rizel in 19. He did. And then in 20, he was like, Rizel was like, dude, I'm a closer. I don't mm. pitch in the eighth. I don't pitch in the seventh. I'm a closer. And he went, no, you're a high leverage guy. And he goes, fine. Whatever. But I'm your closer. Put me in the ninth. And then eventually, the Reds are just like, we're not dealing with this anymore. Yeah. Traded him in 21. And what was the biggest flaw on that team in 21? They didn't have a fucking closer. Mm. And they moved him because he just wouldn't David wouldn't adjust and do that. So that has been my biggest problem with David Bell, and it's already showing its ugly head again. And it sucks, because that should have been a W. The Reds should be up in this series. They should have won this series, but instead they make a silly call like this. Yeah, it was a big loss. Uh, no matter how uh, they ended up getting it, it was uh, not something you want to see end the way it did at the very uh, in the ninth there. No. Because it seemed to be totally within control, and they battled back, I believe, within that game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was a rough one to watch. Now, let's not lose the fact that uh, Nick Lodolo, again, over 100 pitches, seven innings pitched, three hits, two walks, 12 Ks. Yeah, and seeing, uh, just comparing, just because we are just talking about Hunter Green, seeing the way batters look in the box against Hunter Green right now, and then, like, Ashcraft or Lodolo, it seems to be much more of an uncomfortable situation being in there, uh, you know, with the latter two. Absolutely. Well, it's because Nick Lodolo has three pitches. Mm -hmm. I'm pulling that up now. And they seem very uncomfortable when they're up there, just not knowing. Because, I mean, even when you do know, say you know a slider's coming. Well, good luck. It's not a yeah. great pitch to swing at. Right. Oh, boo. We're, they don't have all of his stats up yet. Oh, probably because they haven't broken yeah, it down. But that was a heartbreaker seeing him go that far into a game dominating and just to have it kind of slip through your fingers like that and having these, you know, second-guessing decisions that were made. That's just not how you like to have games go. No, and the thing is, is like, 
Nick Lodolo, people are like, man, he's nasty. He's nasty. Yeah, he is nasty. Because the way that he's so deceptive mm. and the way that he winds up and the way that he hides the ball until the last minute and the way that that thing breaks going side to side is disgusting. Yeah, he's got a, he's been throwing his, he's got a four seam curveball changeup and a sinker. Albeit he's thrown a sinker 5.6% of the time, but guess what? He has it. Yeah, and his uh, third uh, pitch he's thrown, he's thrown just over, you know, 11%. And that's enough to keep these hitters completely off balance a lot of times. I mean, how many times have you seen within a – this is two starts. How many batters have swung at a Lodolo pitch and the ball hits them? Yeah, oh, so much because he's coming inside. Look at this heat map. Everything's yeah. inside or it's away on his fastball. Curveball, inside, changeup, away, sinker, inside. I mean, when you're doing that, you're getting sawed off. And the, how, how much that thing breaks? Dear mother of God. Yeah, exactly. And if you are putting the bat on that, it's not going to be great contact. Nope. So and a he, lot of different uh, ways to kind of split it up here. But it would love, I'd love to see more of uh, those, you know, Lodolo, Ashcraft, like some of them kind of like peel off on the Hunter Green with his yeah. philosophy with pitching. But then I, I really don't know what's uh, – Hunter Green, how, he, how how his confidence is with his other pitches and how he's developing with that. I mean, I'm hoping there's going to be something else there because it, you know, this is going to make him a, such a better pitcher. Yeah, I agree. He's just so gross, and he's like, he's what we talked about last week. We know his ceiling and his flows floor is lower. Mm-hmm. This ceiling is gross. Mm-hmm. Like having having a guy you know you can go out and rely on to get a, to get. You know, that many outs against a team that's going to swing the bat and swing the bat hard with all the power that's in that Phillies lineup. And for him to pull that off, this shows you he's taken that step forward and we're just waiting on Hunter Green. Yeah, I feel like uh, Hunter Green has uh, total accountability. Like, it's not someone I'm worried about at all, like, with, in terms of, like, uh, how I think he will prepare sure. and go on. But uh, you just want to see it. Uh, you just get antsy. You just want to see it. Yeah, I want to see it now. Yeah. The Reds pulled it off on Sunday. They did that. Yeah, they did. They did. They pulled it off. They came from behind. How about that? They really put it together again. Connor Overton didn't look great, but whatever, man. It didn't matter because we got the dub at the end of the day with, uh, holy crap, Will Myers hitting a double. Yeah. Jake Fraley coming in the clutch. Yeah. In the top of the ninth to put up a three spot. That was a great at bat. That was awesome. Like, he saw so many pitches. Yeah. And uh, they had a nice interview uh, after the game with him, just walking through uh, his mental process with that. And he seemed to be thinking along pretty well with uh, the pitcher. And granted, yeah, uh, I think he had a, it was a broken bat, you know, just over the first baseman there, you know, hooked it in there. But I mean, that's just, that gets, that got three runs in. Yeah. That was incredible. I love seeing that small ball stuff. Uh, you know, hitters just grinding down in a bat. That, that was thoroughly enjoyable. I agree. I mean, it was just so cool to watch him battle and be like, yeah, I got this. And you felt like he was in control the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was, man, awesome to see that. And him match rating is like, He's always been a big power dude, and I didn't ex- like from what I've been told about him coming up through the Mariner system. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got all of the power in the world, and he's an athlete. Just needs to stay healthy. Seeing him like that have an extremely smart at bat and taking the ball and hitting it where it's, where it, where it's coming to him instead of forcing it or pulling it. Yeah, that's a lot of maturity right there, man, and someone that's going to stay up here. Um, yeah, and that. I think him and TJ Friel, those are like two everyday outfielders. They're gamers. They're gamers at this point, man. Like, we were worried that they, we wouldn't get any production from out from from the corner 
outfield spots, and those two are showing that they are not messing around. Yeah, you're going to have to take that position from them. It's clear, like, okay, this is ours. We're claiming rights to this. I mean, it's just <laughs> a lot of, you know, it's kind of like the Wild West out there. It's just for anyone who's like, there's a lot of open positions here, yeah. you know? Uh, so I think a lot of these guys are taking some great opportunities and really put on a showcase. Couldn't agree with you more, man. They are, there's the Reds said, look, this is what we have. This is what we're putting out here, open season. Go for it. Compete. And these guys have come out to compete. I mean, Jake Fraley, or Rake Fraley, in his 20 at-bats, he has six hits, homer, eight RBIs, um, 300, 423, or sorry, 973 OPS. I mean, is it sustainable? These are small sample sizes, of course. But if they can sustain it, holy crap. Yeah, and uh, he has been going deep into counts. So uh, those are great that he's seeing a lot of pitches, and he's not. They're showing a lot of patience for a team that seems to be. Uh, most of them are uh, showing a lot of patience in the box when you would figure they would want to jump out, maybe get ahead of the ball when they're trying to, you know, stress and do it a little too much to prove themselves. But they seem very confident and relaxed. Yeah, that, and I mean that's the same way. Looking at Jason Vossler, man, in in. In uh, 24 ABs, he's got six hits, three homers, nine ribs, a walk, nine. He struck out nine times, but here's the thing. Uh, he has a 1.072 OPS. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. And especially since if he keeps playing like this, again, I mean, you've got another first baseman option. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, there's going to be some other people coming up here that I think will hopefully help. And, you know, I just can't wait to see Votto in this lineup and just seeing how, like, the younger players kind of want to elevate their game and see what effect he has on them. So, Agreed. This is, this is really good to see. I, it, it's, an, it's enjoyable to see uh, these guys you're just really starting to develop a familiarity with yeah. do so well. Spencer Steer's been solid in 27 ABs. He's got six hits, two homers, two ribs. Has hit himself in. Um mm-hmm. You know, you'd like to see the average and the on-base go up a touch. But uh, for a guy who this is his first full major league season starting at third base, cool. Yeah. Uh, On that pace, you know, you're looking at what, like a 30-homer season? I mean, that would be great. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it too, man. He's been looking pretty solid in the field too. A lot of these guys seem to be pretty disciplined. Yeah, I, I don't see. I haven't seen anything where I'm watching Spencer and I go, "Nah, you should have made that." Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. So he's a solid glove and a guy who can hit dingers. So I'm excited to see where these numbers go in the next couple weeks. By the end of April, to be like, okay, now we have a full month sample. What do we got here? Um, Jonathan India is clearly back. Two seventy six, four hundred, eight forty eight. Uh, he's got a homer. He's got eight hits and 29 ABs. Tyler Stevenson's been Tyler Stevenson. I mean, 11 hits and 30 ABs. Has he got a seven, eight-game hitting streak right now? Yeah. Yeah, he's seen it. He's on fires. 367, 424, 857. Um, and TJ Friel, the other guy we were talking about, 29 ABs. He's got 10 hits, two homers, two ribs, 345, 387, 1.042 OPS. Yeah, baby. God. That's great. That's great to and it and like Tyler Stevenson showing you like the offense runs and it starts with India and it runs through with Stevenson. You get Votto back. There you go. That's a that's a pretty solid starting one two three right there. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that would be a very good formidable <laughs> uh, top three for your lineup. Uh, yeah, they got some serious uh, baseball players. Yeah, it's almost like. A major league baseball team. It kind of feels that way. <laughs> right? 
uh, who's not hot? Will fucking Myers, dear mother of God. Yeah, it's it's been rough, and you really want to see these guys come through, but it just has not been happening. So no. Uh, I'm not sure uh, what's going to go on there, but uh, he's going to have to figure it out here pretty quickly. Yeah, real quick, 185, 333, 555. Maybe coming to camp. I don't know. I don't. I have no. I have no reason why he's been this bad. I don't. No, have, I expected a lot more out of him. He's not. He, he doesn't. But he's not chasing. I don't know what it is. It's just he doesn't look comfortable up he there. He seems off. Almost sometimes it's not like there's anything like noticeably like terrible about a swing it seems like a little bit through water in a ways where it's just like he's just not connecting with it or seeing it quite correct yeah but uh yeah the numbers have not been good for him and i really wanted to see him actually uh, you know have like a second coming yeah here I mean, in did, cincinnati did it does it kind of look like he's swinging over it or am i crazy i'm trying to think i, re I feel like i recall him fouling a lot of balls back but not mm -hmm. in a way where it looks like he's on it right where he's not getting decent contact yeah it just seems like he's just a little off uh will benson i don't I no I no answer for that guy. He looks outmatched. Yeah, he looks like just in a completely different area code than like the the games he's playing in. He did have a one uh, great snag on that. Uh, I think the Sessa start. Yeah, where they ended up uh, losing. But I mean, other than that, it was just yeah, something needs to happen there. Because yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm not discrediting the catch. I'm just worried about what's at, what's happening at the plate because this guy supposedly has a ton of power, but um, he's got one hit. That yeah. dribbled up through the past second yeah, it was, base. Yeah, it was a broken bat. Yeah, over second base. So I mean, yeah, he. We have not seen any of that power, even reflected in a foul ball. No. So yeah, he's got to figure that out. He needs to. <laughs> you got to figure that out, Will. Yeah, come on, Will. We got you for nothing, but start doing something. Mm -hmm. uh, Jose Barrero has also looked lost again in 14 abs. He has two hits, one RBI, 143, 143, 286. That's just not going to cut it. And knowing that you've got guys, guys coming up behind you. Yeah. Matt McClain, Ellie De La Cruz, CES, dudes that like, this is, well, it's not CES, I apologize, but Ellie McClain, Arroyo, guys who play where you play. Mm -hmm. uh, and Senzel, Senzel coming back yeah. in center. Like, where are you going to fit in the equation if you're going to be doing this? Yeah, uh, you're not really going to fit in there. He's been doing a little bit better with his strikeouts, if I'm uh, recalling correctly, but still, he's not uh, putting the ball in play too often and with any sort of authority. None. So, yeah, he's going to have to really do something special here in order to you know, still be a, a starter on this team once those other guys uh, start motoring. Um, Ian Gabalt is your bullpen stud of the week. Guy has a four and two-thirds innings pitch. He's given up. One earned run, one walk, four Ks. Oh, uh, yeah, did I say it? Jabot. Sorry, it's Jabot. It's French. He's got 1.93 year A. Guy's been dependable, and you got him for absolutely nothing last year. Yeah, that's great. Good to see. Injury news. Joey Votto could be back this week or next week. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's awesome. Get him in this lineup. What do you do with Jason Vossler? Do you just release him again? Do you put Will Myers or Will Benson on the IL, like a phantom situation where he's got a hamstring issue? I'm not really sure. I, it'd be rough to see them take the bat out of that kid's hands because of how well he's been performing. So maybe there is something where they, they can do and finagle the lineup a little bit. And uh, I'm not sure all that they can do, but some of those characters we were talking about that are just not seeing the ball, uh, I mean, hopefully, you know, their spots aren't as secure as what, you know, Vossler's will be. Sure. Um, we'll see. 
Lucas Sims, Nick Senzel, and Tony uh, Santian have started the rehab assignments. Luke Weaver did as well. He had four innings pitched, two walks, four Ks, no hits in AAA. He's a guy I feel like you're going to – Luke Weaver is going to come back. Connor Overton's going to move to the bullpen, and then you move someone out of the pen down to AAA. Mm. And I think that guy is probably going to be um, Fernando Cruz. Mm. He has not been pitching as well as of late. Nick Senzel has had 17 plate appearances, five hits, two RBIs, and a stolen base. So, 294, 455, 867. Lucas Sims threw an inning. Tony Santian's thrown in two games and thrown two innings. So, okay. This is the bullpen help you're going to need to get to 6789. Yes. You know, especially Lucas Sims. And he's a very good setup guy. Yeah, that'll be a much different uh, makeup of the team once they have somebody that they have confidence in that can get him to the closer position there. 100%. And so that way you don't have to have someone go out there to throw six outs. It doesn't work. <laughs> I've stopped. Ah! I feel like I've been repeating myself since David Bell got hired. Yeah. You like that? That's me being very confident. Yeah, that's some nice percussion you got going on there. Thanks. It's time calming myself down to not go on another tirade. <laughs> um, Andrew Abbott this week in double A through four and two thirds innings and had 11 strikeouts. That's pretty good. I'd say that's very good. <laughs> I'd say he's ready for triple A because he didn't look good in the spring. He had some control issues. And it's like, hey, uh, maybe we need to uh, move this guy along, huh? Yeah, it seems like he's dominating pretty uh, pretty well there. And you know who's not dominating is Brandon Williamson. His command is off so far in two starts. He has seven walks. Yeah, it's not good. That's not good. We need to uh, we need to figure that out because he's got all the talent in the world. Very similar build to Nick Lodolo. Just can't control it. Well, yeah, hopefully uh, if he has that similar similar build, maybe he can have some that uh, Nick Lodolo uh, emphasis in getting a first pitch strike. That was such like a huge key, I feel, with him going deep uh, in that last start he had. Yeah. I mean, just how many times do you think, you know, did you see him start off ahead in the count? Yeah. And we're thinking about all the folks in Louisville with what happened today. So absolutely mm-hmm. awful. Um, but good news. <laughs> <laughs> you transition clean out yeah. of that. You don't. Um, Ellie Naylor Cruz is joining the bats this week, uh, either Wednesday or Thursday, according to Natty Sports on Twitter. Uh, uh, CES is a couple weeks behind him, so early May for him. But more importantly, Ellie's going to be starting in Louisville. I would not be shocked if he was on the big league squad in the middle of May. Yeah, I'd like to see that. And with uh, how things are shaking out with, uh, you know, the shortstop position, middle infield. Yeah, that seems very uh, a feasible thing to happen. Yeah, or center field. Yeah, he's, he's a great athlete. He can, uh, I would have a tremendous amount of confidence in him, uh, shortstop or center field position, just as long as you have that bat in the lineup. Oh, couldn't agree more, partner. Got that in the lineup, getting people excited about this guy, get him, getting the experience up here when you know you aren't going for it. Um, and the schedule coming up this week, it's a bitch. Uh, three <laughs> yeah. at Atlanta. That game's happening right now. It is almost 8 o'clock on a Monday. Um, so by the time you listen to this, you will know the result. And my bet is we lost that one. Um, but three at Atlanta, and then you come home for four against the Phillies, and then you kick off the next week with three at home against Tampa. Yeah, it's going to be rough. You're going to see what some of these guys are made of here. And see how they perform in these situations when they got uh, 
Oh. Well, bottom of the second, actually. Bottom two. Nothing, nothing still. All right, I'm very excited to watch this one. Yeah, we got Ashcraft on the on the, on the the bump. Nice. Yeah. Ashcraft. A little bit of Ashcraft witchcraft, which you love to see. So let's round third and head for home, shall we? Let's do it. Hey, what do you want to plug? Uh, let's see. Got some shows coming up. I know I'll be at Motor Pub, end of the month for Motor Mouth. I'll be someplace else before that can't recall uh just follow our stuff here uh future yeah. science might be uh putting some stuff out eventually uh follow me on there oh thanks to anyone that came out to the show uh saturday in bellevue that was a lot of fun and i'll update you guys next week i'll come with a list of things oh there you go <laughs> uh i'm in uh somewhere in michigan outside of lancaster michigan at the plix theater on Saturday, shows at seven and ten o'clock. So definitely come check that out, uh, and go to intheclutch.com and buy shirts with our code. So. Oh, Bloomington! I'll see you uh, on the thirtieth. Oh, I'll nice! Right there. Yeah, I think uh, Holmes is going. Oh, that'll be super fun. Yeah. So thanks for doing this. Yeah, this was a fun one, and uh, thank you for watching. So definitely come back next week and check it out. Check out intheclutch.com and check out Sports Drink. They're our network. They do stuff. So, uh, thanks a lot, and go Red Legs. Bye.